in three, two, one. Hey guys, uh, I think we're back again, but this time I'm not alone. Um, I think from the heading, you can at least see that, yes, we are going to be discussing the Snyder Cut, the most awaited, uh, very much requested by the internet film that came to be, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And so I have someone with me, and um, just to give you an interesting introduction to him, uh, he, this guy's a film buff. He was part of my, uh, part of the students group in the workshop, film workshop I did here in the city. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty much uh, he has a lot of a lot to talk about, and I think he's the right guy. And his name's Aziz. Hey, man. Hey, um, how you doing? I hope everything's been going fine. How I hope everyone listening to this is also doing really well. Um, thanks for the kind words, by the way. I really appreciate that introduction. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's just I just watch a lot of movies. Like it's not, you know, something. A lot of people like to write home about it, but you know, I just think it's you know a hobby that I like doing, and also that comes a lot with comic book movies i really enjoy watching comic book movies it was a huge part of my childhood and thankfully it's continued on to this day and i always just love discussing comic book stuff with just about anyone like whether it comes to dc marvel or just another property in general uh it's it's just the feeling of watching those movies like there's just kind of heart and soul that you get mm -hmm. from them that you don't usually get from most films that's just feels so sincere it, it does it does and i think i remember my first like if you would call um a comic book film was tim burton's batman and that that film was such a huge influence into into me just actually primarily if you ask uh, i'm actually a dc fan marvel i really appreciate oh. what they're doing and everything that the way they have executed everything is amazing it's something that dc does for sure lack but um it's just like you know the childhood in me who loves batman and I just like I, I gravitate towards uh, I think their darker tone um, and he's a very relatable character very much it's, it's I think you can see yourself more into him is because he doesn't have those crazy superpowers it it feels realistic and I think Nolan's Batman really gave it that realism because it made Batman real into into this world that we live in and so it's like no other character could could actually have that uh i think batman is the one who is the most realistic in terms of today's times and other than that i mean but but hey i mean dc has so many great characters i mean we've seen Zack snyder do man of steel we saw how um he executed uh batman versus superman as well uh remind me if i'm correct batman versus superman he was the director right yeah he directed it yeah, yeah. And so for me, like, I'm like, okay, it's, it's, he had a very distinct vision about it. But Man of Steel, what do you think about Man of Steel, though? Um, Man of Steel, when I watched that movie when I was, like, I think 12 years old, 
I remember thinking that was like one of the greatest things I'd ever seen, just the spectacle of that film. Uh, but I think over the years, like as I've gotten older and as I've become more cynical, I guess you could say on uh, wa- watching movies, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I sort of kind of started to realize a lot of the flaws in that film with the storytelling mm-hmm. and a lot of issues that mm-hmm. I had with it. Just it's more due with kind of the writing and mm-hmm. kind of the way that they portray Superman and his world and how they choose to like use Henry Cavill in that film. It's just mm-hmm. something that as I got older, I just couldn't really resonate with mm-hmm. at all. I mean, there is good things about that movie, I think. And I think you're particularly mentioning the amount of destruction they had and the amount of collateral damage that <laughs> yeah. happened without addressing yeah. how much of that was. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was like, that's, I think, one of the unintentionally funny moments of that movie where it just, like, I think that was just the main issue of Man of Steel, like what it had going against it. It's just the amount of, destruction in that movie was just too overwhelming for the kind of story mm. that they were trying to tell it was just very it's just, it was just weird you know like seeing how superman and zod fighting and like in superman's mind he's like the hero that's gonna save mm. like the whole entire world and then you just see both of them like being responsible yeah. for like the I, deaths I, of thousands. I agree I totally agree with that and I think uh, I don't know I don't remember I guess uh, but did Batman versus Superman have the same issue did it have the same thing Um I don't I wouldn't say so because like Batman versus Superman didn't really have the same issue it more t- tackled that issue cuz the opening of the film is yeah ben Batman's, Batman yes yeah. that was the motivation yeah really. which was which was really funny because like the the guy who runs that Wayne Enterprises building in Metropolis just decided not to leave the building yeah. until his yeah. boss called him yeah. he was like hey it's time to leave the building yeah. now and now yeah. he decides like when the whole city is just gone he's like okay people it's time I to leave I think the that's building. the thing once Man of Steel came out th- that was a huge conversation happening and then you saw Batman versus Superman was a way to kind of maybe address it maybe not be blind totally blind to it yeah. and I think that was their way of touching upon it again and so like but at the same time with Batman versus Superman I feel and all of Zack Snyder's films they're very very visual they're very visually dependent on his style a lot of symbolism uh, but whenever he gets into the writing uh, it's what where the where the chink in the armor is is where a little bit of you see those weak points yeah. where i feel like you know unless he has someone who's there to kind of like make sure he's on the right track and but if you leave him alone to it you feel like he there there are multiple messes he will make so <laughs> yeah and i think he knows it i think he knows it mm, honestly i wouldn't say so because see here's the thing with Zack Snyder now don't get me wrong like i have nothing against this director like i think he's a very creative person in what he sets out to do with his films and i think he's uh, a person that you know you can tell that when you watch his movies that most of these shots were completely planned out right yeah. before like you can tell how much he cares about the projects that he's getting into but i think when it comes to storytelling i think it's just very i think he's the kind of person that more sacrifices good writing 
and instead tries to have these really cool visuals mm. where like and that's that sort of, feels yeah. like it's right out of the comic books uh, yeah, yeah yeah and it and the problem is like he focuses on them so much he never really starts to realize when to stop really mm. like to the point where it starts contradicting the writing of the story because that's really his weakness like zach mm. has this visual style that's really cool but at the same time with most of his films like they completely contradict the writing mm-hmm. that they're trying to get to it just feels like he can't help himself and honestly mm. i wouldn't think he's a person who's self-aware harkening back to what you were mm. saying like self-aware about like you know his flaws because in a lot of the interviews that he always gives he he always gets these like half-assed answers to you know simple questions yeah like how he's like saying why did like when an interviewer just simply asks him why does batman kill in your movie and then he goes well batman didn't technically kill like if you look at it this way uh, they were in the truck that he was trying to shoot down so in his head he's like oh they're getting in my way so i'll shoot them down <laughs> but that's not like in his mind uh, that's not technical killing but if you want to call it that sure and i'm like so uh, he kills <laughs> yeah but hey like i mean you but you can still see this guy as a fan base and now let's get on to the fan base yeah, huge <laughs> so, huge fan base and right there in go in 3 2 so now talking about the fan base the one that got us the snider cut without without the fury of the internet i don't think this would have been possible to to ever exist and i think in my head right now it it has its good and bad uh perspectives and it's something that right now you see in wb made the decision that they're not going to be following through with the Snyder verse uh anymore from this point on which we will touch at the end of this podcast but I want to talk about the fan base. What do you think? Like how is the good more than the bad or vice versa? <sighs> um I cannot deny that his fan base is ambitious and very like like people that you can tell really care and resonate with these films. And you can obviously see that because this movie couldn't have happened without them, you know? But at the same time, you just look at the amount of toxicity that's just around that group to the point where they're not even called the Snyder fan base like people like to call them the Snyder cult mm. as a funny thing cuz like they just are these people that <laughs> they they really like to get their heads through that hey this is this is for grown-ups not those mm. cartoony marvel mm. movies Mm-hmm. you could say like i like the amount of fucking cynicism that these people have over anything that's not zack snyder is just insane to me and even though not all of them are like this like you know i know personally some people who love snyder and they are as respectful as they come you know i think uh, right now when um WB made the decision for the for not going through with the Snyderverse. You saw that there was a lot of bombing in IMDb on the Godzilla versus Kong um uh, rating and there was a lot of people then literally hashtagging um uh, like release the whatever what was that like restore the restore Snyderverse. The Snyderverse. <laughs> and so suddenly then people from the other side of the Snyder uh, fan base they came in and said, "Hey, we're not like this." 
and they started reviewing the film a hundred percent positive is because they wanted to counter their this minority of the fan base that was extreme it's on the top 250 on imdb the snyder cut yeah, well but like it was on the first day like as soon as it came out i think like in the first few hours it had like a 8.6 rating and, and um, in my head right now i see the fact that then do you think do you really think that the reviews or the perception or the perspectives the opinions that you're getting many of them have a certain bias and and once you have a certain bias to something you don't really review it fairly anymore so in my head right now the fan base might have done that uh, might have done that for not just this but any fan base for anything as the star wars fan base is just as extreme actually i would say more and i i've seen that it's just right now something that every um every film or every universe that has been made if they have a falling to it Star Trek also has a similar situation. Yeah. But uh, it's not as crazy. Yeah. Um, Star Wars, actually, yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. Like how Star Wars has, I think, the most toxic fan base. Because it's definitely the biggest. We've seen and, that happen. Yeah, and at the same time, it's the most divided. So you're going to get yeah. so many people just clashing. Because there are so many people invested with Star Wars, but their opinions of Star Wars is just mm. so vastly different from each other and that's always going to be a problem. You But know? with Snyder, you can see one thing that if I were Snyder, as a, as a filmmaker, if I just talk about that, um, if I had a fan base that fought for me, for my artistic integrity and for my, my creative uh, uniqueness and just like they fought for me against the system and I would then suddenly get a... A chance to do what I wanted even the without actors, interference even the actors fought for it yeah without interference without studio interference which right now is just like there's been so many examples of studio interference killing big things like big big films and in my head right now it's like he's kind of lucky he's kind of lucky to have that kind of backing to him and so far it's benefited him so from a filmmaker's perspective you see it He's not going to say no to this. He's, he's really going to... He has benefited and has uh, and will. He's got an army of people now. Yes. <laughs> at his brink, and, literally. And, and I don't remember last time which um, example I can give that a filmmaker got so much push um, in the internet to the point that a studio like Warner Brothers had to give up, had to kind of... Okay, here you go. Here's the money for the reshoots. Do whatever the hell you want. $70 million. dollars. <laughs> I mean, I've not heard of that. It's a, it's a once-in-a-generation type example to have. And we have witnessed something unique that happened. And trust me, if I were him, uh, I, I'd, I'd be sleeping well. Uh, trust me, that's a, that's a lucky position to have. So yeah, good and bad. It's like two sides of the same coin. So yeah, like right now, fan base. Wow. So now, let's uh, let's continue on to, in one line, what do you think the, the how is the Snyder cut? So I'm gonna head on to it right now. Okay. So in one line, let's try and be as careful with our words here. In one line, what do you think of the Snyder cut? I'm very 
conflicted. Interesting. Interesting. I think for me, the line is, I am very satisfied. I'm very satisfied. And, and kind of, kind of sad as well. So, so yeah. Do you want me to, to elaborate on why? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're here because, for. Uh, because I have a feeling like when I start hearing you, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like, since it's just this four hour epic, you kind of do have. It's a given that you'll have a lot of things to say about mm, the movie. That's true. That's yeah. true. I think, like, I also do have a couple of issues with it, but overall, it's like I'm satisfied and I'm sad. Why I'm satisfied is is because um, I feel like from a filmmaker's perspective, he got something that, based on the reasons for his departure, how he went, um, the reason for his uh, daughter's suicide, and along with the fact that after that, how Joss Whedon just came in and butchered the film so badly to the point that, uh, you know, in the news, uh, Zack Snyder said he never saw the the uh, Whedon's uh, Justice League. Yeah. He, he never saw that. And yeah, so yeah. because of the sheer disappointment and, and anger and sadness, all of that combined, it's uh, like if I were in his shoes and I, I can feel it because being a filmmaker myself, it, it just, I can know what he might be thinking at that point it's like someone comes in and butchers a film you so dearly love and it's just like it's very hard to to accept and uh, and just to get that back again it feels satisfying from creative perspective it feels like man this guy is lucky and and he got that second chance because most filmmakers in this hollywood industry don't and then along with that, he his vision was actually, in my opinion, a lot better. And I think you would agree with that as well. Yeah, At I least think from a Whedon's perspective, yeah, comparison, it was way better. Yeah, I think it was definitely like a big improvement from Joss Whedon's version. But at the same time, like I do kind of agree with you there by saying that he's a very lucky guy. Because unfortunately, for the past few decades, it's been just a huge kind of culture in Hollywood to just completely botch yeah. the, the artistic integrity of yeah. the director like Ridley Scott's Blade yes. Runner um, yes. like Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse yes. Now uh, Alien 3 Yeah, there's just a lot of films that I can name that you know were just completely changed by the studio just because Fantastic they just weren't Four. confident Fantastic yeah. Four. <laughs> or, or like as they call it Fan Four Stick Fan Four on, Stick on the title yes <laughs> that title is better than yeah. anything like Fan Four Stick for sure like that's the, we have Green Lantern as well like uh, I've heard of yeah, many um, stories with that I think it was already was more, a bad film yeah, it got, I, just got worse yeah I, th I think it was just more it being bad like yeah. that was it like, yeah I think it's just got regardless. worse it just got worse and and also i remember wolverine remember that one? next man origins yeah, wolverine. Yes, oh yeah yes, that, that was a bad one as well yeah and 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 not just the, you also have the third x-men movie oh yeah the last stand yeah didn't work that one you know funny enough Zack snyder was supposed to direct that one Oh. But he opted to do Watchmen. Oh, sorry, 300 and stuff. Ah, 300 was much better. Yeah. But yeah, like in my head right now, it feels like I'm satisfied in that perspective. 
from a filmmaker's perspective. Um, and his vision definitely was better. And I saw so much stuff that was hands down better. Um, but sad in a ways because of the studio having now such a good track and then them changing it that they don't want to go ahead with the Snyderverse. It's like in my head right now, it's like you got something and now you're like, oh, we still want to stick with our plans it's beca- because we're idiots. It's because you're at a point where clearly the when base. they gave Zack Snyder full creative control, he delivered a film that resonated with general audiences. Like you can mm. see how people are reacting to the Snyderverse. Like there's a lot of people I know that don't even like Man of Steel and Batman. I think that's the thing with, enjoy the, with the studio part. thing. What they, I think want to get out from is the fan base. They just want nothing to do with the toxicity of it. And it's like, that is the reason why they don't care no matter how good the Snyderverse could be. They just don't want to ever get into that where uh, literally like some reviewer said, I think John Campia said it, is that they don't like losing control over their plans. And it feels like they're being driven. The Snyder cut was driven by the fan base and they feel like they lost control there and they had to do it. But now they're like, we have to regain control and we don't want every film to be led by the internet. I think that's why they're like... We don't care if our idea is good or bad. We just don't want anything to do with it. I mean, I think Warner Brothers just need to have a good long look at the numbers that this film is doing. Like, the amount of success that it's having, the amount of good press that they're getting. I, and like, in my mind, I don't think that there's any way that Warner Brothers are actually going to completely ditch this universe. And if they want to just get have nothing to do with that fan base then if they just let the fan base get the conclusion that they want from this universe Mm. i think that's when they'll start to just drift away Mm. because the whole point of all this toxicity and this controversy that this uh snyder fan base has been getting is all because of them just wanting a conclusion like a Mm. proper conclusion to their universe that they love Mm-hmm. You know, they just really resonate with the very dark, sort of edgy, yeah. very edgy which works for them. Which yeah. works for them. Completely works for them. I mean, even Snyder like kind of talked about like his difference w- with the theatrical cut. Like even though he's never seen it, he's like saying, "This Justice League movie is is, is for grownups." Yeah. <laughs> this is. He actually went on Twitter and like started like talking shit to a Variety. A, ver- a guy who works for Variety and is like saying this movie's for grown-ups if you want to continue uh, watching cartoons then oh, wow. you could do that and I'm like oh, wow. are you serious right now like it's it's just it seems like Snyder is just this kind of guy that like he's probably a nice guy like yeah. all things considered but it's just that when someone starts criticizing his universe like in some way he just gets very petty about yeah, it yeah like, uh, I, yeah but now tell me conflicted is the word you used tell me about this why what well, how how do you think what's what's the Snyder cut for you? I'm conflicted because even like even though it's a huge improvement and there's a lot of good stuff that I had issues with in the previous cut that were solved here at the same time there's a lot of really dumb Snyderisms. Mm. that are just around this movie like stuff that just makes me look at the screen just completely confused you know that kind mm. of rushed 
way of storytelling that unfortunately mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman had. Mm-hmm. And like for it being four hours, like stuff like that is definitely present. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's constantly having this up pace that doesn't yeah, slow down. Yeah, it just feels like Snyder in his mind when making this cut of the movie, he just sort of had this gut feeling that maybe he won't be able to continue his universe. Mm. So he tried his absolute best mm-hmm. to just shove anything that he can mm-hmm. film uh, yeah, in I there. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that that there was yeah. a lot happening. But at the same time, if, if, you, if you see it, um, if you talk about it from a perspective of if you're conflicted about pace, then think about this. Um, the cyborg scenes that were missing in Whedon's cut, it's here and those are the slow scenes. Those are the ones where things calm down, particularly. And then they get back up with the other scenes. So it's like, that is in a way of him in those four hours adding those slow moments. But at the same time, I feel there might not be enough for four hours. There might not be enough to kind of have this balance. And that's the point of why Marvel decided to make solo movies for most of their characters before they made a team-up movies because mm. when you're trying to develop characters and bring them together at the same I time i can see that why yeah, yeah. you, you why kind of need to like movies. sort of give them the spotlight where you can not just witness their character development be a part of it mm. because when you like let's say the first Avengers was four Technically, hours long. I think Wonder Woman is the only one who had this, and Aquaman. As well. No, Aquaman came out a year after. after. Oh, yeah, yeah, a year after. And Wonder Woman came before. Yeah, Wonder Woman came like I think a few months before. But Justice then League. that's then that's the only reason. That's the only film that did it. Yeah, there was and no and, and you know what's even weirder? It's just like, even though Wonder Woman had her solo movie, like she, she barely has anything to do in this movie. Yeah, she doesn't true. really get much to do in this that's movie true. at all. Like she only yeah, is there to kind of, you know, tell Bruce Wayne, hey, yeah, the Amazonians. Yeah, yes, has, yes. Yeah. This, the information, the exposition yeah. of it. Yeah, that, that's what she's there for. And honestly, it wasn't pleasant hearing Gal Gadot's voice during that huge exposition <laughs> scene. Like she's not. Well, it's better than the Whedon's schedule. Honestly, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, for, for sure. But better. like you know, there's still. A lot of things like, and also, um, there's a lot of brutality in this movie too, mm. given mm. that it has an R rating. Like even the, I think the biggest juxtaposition between Whedon's cut and the Snyder cut is mm. the bank scene when Wonder Woman oh, is yeah. on there. Like you can kind of see how a much little touch of uh, Dark Knight yeah, opening, yeah, a kind little touch of, of that, and 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 you can just also see the brutality. Like there is, you know blood pools yeah. there's uh, a lot it's a lot longer for like the build up yeah but also there's kind of some weird additions here and there uh, like the the hand cut of the lantern in the dark side scenes that was actually in the Whedon cut too no it wasn't if you see uh, I saw a video of the comparison uh, in the Whedon's cut Steppenwolf stabs the guy but in the Snyder cut it's Dark Side and Dark Knight actually cuts the hand and the hand falls and it's the hand slightly oh yeah, yeah 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 I remember that actually yeah, yeah it was like I said it's just and a also lot of a scene also a scene of like one of the Atlanteans being thrown to the wall by Steppenwolf and then his head just like bashes onto the rock you know, one of the scenes where the Atlanteans are on the beach, right? Two or three of them. Yeah, Ste- yeah, and yeah. And then Steppenwolf has his thing yeah. on on his face to kind of analyze his memory of something. 
off the mother box. And also, there was just this one really weird thing, actually, like when, when in the bank scene with Wonder Woman, like in the original Joss Whedon cut, mm. uh, Wonder Woman stops the bank robbers and that's it. But in the Snyder cut, she like uses yes her force yes. field and. She blows up most yeah, of the Yeah, which I was a, a bit like, uh, Man of Steel vibes. Yeah, like, I don't... Like, I never really understood why you had to really do that. Especially since, yeah. like, people clearly could have gotten hurt. Yes. Yeah. It was just like, show off. <laughs> yeah, it's like... That's what I mean with, like, the visuals. Like, he cannot help himself. Yeah, you know? so that's like, true. He really that's wants true. that stuff. So, yeah, like, I, I can understand why. I can understand why. So, uh, so like, conflicted, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's conflicted because, like I said, there's a lot of good things that I previously didn't enjoy in, like, his previous movies and last iteration of Justice League. But at the same time, there's also, like, some Snyderisms here and there that yeah. I just still cannot stand like mm. when i watch mm. these uh, like at this point you would feel like all after all of the films he's done i think at this point we would not face it but we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think you think that like he'd probably just learn you think he'd probably just learn to try and get like the mistakes and sort of the criticisms that his films keep getting but he he sort of doubles down in mm. this one in a way like there's i think this is the most it's kind of like how Tenet, in a way, was like the yeah. most Nolan yeah. movie. Snyder is like the most Snyder movie yeah. you can it, kind of that's imagine. That's a nice way to put it, though. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. So, yeah. I think let's head on to the best and the worst moments. Sure. So, the best moments and the worst moments. We'll start with the best, though. And yeah. uh, I think for me, uh, we'll, we'll go one-to-one. Go -one. So, I'll tell the best one. You'll tell the best one. Best moments or like the best like scenes, the scene. best yeah, moments, sure. Uh, sure. however you want to put it. Sure. So for me, the best moment slash scene, I think, um, was the, the, the flash scenes. Almost like in my head right now, all of them. The flash scenes particularly like caught me a bit off guard because I did not see the one with the Iris West one where he saves her from the car crash. That one. And the second one was, which was not, again, not in the Whedon cut at all, was him reversing time. Mm. And the way he, it got executed, the way it started and the way it went through, it was really epic. It, it felt like, wow, it's like that wow moment you get. Like for me, the Flash scenes, pretty much all of them, I'm a huge fan of how they, they, they got executed and how they, like how they were such actually, especially the last scene was such an important part of the story, of the whole story. That was a very important part. It felt like that Flashpoint type type vibe again. Which uh, we will be getting next yes, year. Yes, yes. So it's like you see a glimpse of With Michael what's going to happen. I hope so, though. But do you know, like I've been hearing news now that uh, he might not be there. Yeah, because he said um, he has to see how COVID yeah, is. Yeah, but it's like, that's just a reason. I feel like there's not there's a lot more reasons. Yeah. A lot more reasons. I mean, in the end, WB will just shove like a few uh, million dollars in his face yeah. and be like, and, sign and, me up. And, and, and then get a lot of COVID tests around yeah. every two days. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure Warner Brothers like will, will definitely try and get him one way or the other because... 
they know that if they get Michael Keaton, then that is going to be a, big, a thing that's going to attract so many people. Come on, it's back to Tim Burton's Batman yeah. again in this one. And uh, who yeah. wouldn't want that? I mean, personally, like I said before, I'm that's one of my films that got me into all of this, into loving films. And just for me, the Tim Burton Batman really is, for me, the definitive Batman in some ways. For yeah. me, Christian Bale is a second. I think he's my... Yeah, I think we both have the same list. Like, I think Michael Keaton's my favorite and Christian Bale's yeah. second. Like, I think they both... Even though Michael Keaton's Batman does kill, yeah. like, he does yeah. do some yeah. stuff here and there, um, I, I think overall just the, the, the feel that he brings and kind of, like, how Tim Burton decided to portray him where yeah. he wasn't, like, this character that you know when you're with. Yeah. He sort of portrayed this mysterious character yes. with mysterious motivations. And yeah. you never really, like, kind of got... Never got that with any other. And and you're not supposed to. You kind of looked at him through the perspective of citizens of Gotham. Yes, and which I never got with any other Batman. Yeah, because and honestly, I love that approach where you look at Batman and the way that people view him instead of you know viewing him personally. I Mm. love that so much. It was such a great choice for that film. And speaking of Batman, even like, also something I liked about this film was I think Batman had just a lot better things to do in this one he felt more like a part batman of it. yeah more like a part of it in his own way rather than being like a, a a last option to everyone having great superpowers and then this guy being like oh I'm like i'm just because he up brought them together he's got yeah, them together it like, felt he, like yeah. you know he doesn't need superpowers because the other things he's doing the others are not yeah and it felt more in this that he had a position, but in the last one, it felt like he was a slacker. In the last one, he had such a weird arc because he's killing people, but then there's an arc that he has about him being conflicted about killing someone. Mm. And I'm just sitting here wondering, like, because in the previous movie, uh, Batman vs. Superman, like, there were scenes where Batman would just mow down so many yeah. people, but then when it came to. Superman and like that mm. famous Martha yeah, scene yeah, comes oh. up. Like I just couldn't really feel anything yeah, in that scene because like I don't hit. With yeah, Batman. yeah, because like you expect me to think that Batman has this realization that he is now just like that killer yeah. of his parents. But at the same time, he's already done that multiple times mm. over, like yeah, for the last 30, yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. But what else? Uh, what what what's for you? What was the best mo- scenes moments? Honestly, I think. The my favorite scene of the film, like best executed, I think was the entire sequence of the third act. Mm. Because see, Snyder, my main problem is action. Even though his action like is sometimes cool to watch, mm-hmm. they aren't really paced very well. Like they're like in most of his movies, it's kind of like he doesn't know where to stop, you know? Like yeah. in Man of Steel, it is just non-stop action yeah, and destruction. Non-stop. Yes. And it kind of just gets tiring in the end. Yeah. Like you've seen so much destruction and so much shit plaster on your yeah. face you can't handle. And Batman versus Superman, there's just so much action and destruction. Like the same thing, you yeah. know? But in this one, I was really surprised to see how much restrained he was at the action. Mm-hmm. Like it was very well paced and very character yeah. driven and like just that sequence at the end when you see all of them doing Amazing. their own things Amazing. yeah it was Amazing. it was cool to watch like it was cool to see how 
you everyone know, had yeah. their moment. Yeah, everyone, every, had their everyone moment. did. Like even Batman, everyone like everyone. It, was, it was nice. You know, like it was nice seeing all of that and, just come and, together. And, and coming into that, I really loved how uh, compared to the Whedon cut, if you see this, the way Superman comes in, that is where I was like a hundred times better. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. That is the way that is, he comes like, in if, and if, the if, black if suit had, and yeah, all that. I if mean, I had to say, like, which one was an improvement, like, the most, I'd say Superman's entrance. Everything. That was, like, especially uh, when they hearken back to the music from Man of Steel, that oh, was yeah. very it well done. felt like it's a full circle. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, because, like, that, that, they played that same music when he took his first flight. Oh yes, yeah. I will never forget. That. Yeah, so like that was a nice sort of uh, full circle moment. Um, but you know, surprisingly, like even though the Wheaton cut is way worse, mm. like Superman in this movie doesn't really have as much to because like the main issue that yeah, I, yeah. I think I think in terms of the script, I think that was decided day one. Because even in the Wheaton cut, like yeah. you can see that his version of Superman had more to do, like, in mm. the reshoots. Like, mm. he comes back from the dead, and he sort of realizes how much of an idiot he was. Well, he does here movies. as well. I think in this one, uh, particularly, uh, that's there as well. But in my head right now, it's like, yeah, it's like the same situation. It's like Superman has much to do at the end, but not anything before that. Yeah, and, 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 and like, in the Whedon cut, like, there was kind of sort of this... Uh, but I think that's progression maybe, of character. Maybe, in my perspective, I think that's what the film wanted to do in the first place. Snyder wanted to show the film what would it be if Superman was not there for a while? How would everyone handle it? How would the the villains come in and be be so like optimism of how they're gonna conquer Earth is because Superman's not here. And so how the other others would deal with it. I think that was what he wanted to kind of maybe have an element in. That, oh, Superman's not here. This is the stuff that's going to happen. Oh, proving that Superman is the greatest. And like, if he's not here, nothing works. Yeah, but see, that's what the Snyder Cut did better. Because in the Whedon Cut, yeah. he is plainly the only way that they can win. Yes. But in the Snyder Cut, it is a collective team. Yes, and that's what I feel like... Uh, in the Snyder Cut, it's just a better version of that element. It's like, of Superman is not the greatest. Um, he is, but he's not the greatest without these guys, without these people. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, I like, I'm, I kind of agree, but then don't agree, because yeah. I agree. Because it's a, it's like, a mixed bag. Yeah, because, like, it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of mixed on that aspect of Superman, because, like, on the one hand the way that he's incorporated in the Snyder Cut is a lot better. Yeah. But if we're talking writing-wise, the Whedon Cut just gave a lot more substance to his character that you can believe way more. And spe speaking yeah. of, like, uh, and also the fact that I just love the start scenes with the Amazons and, and the dark side scenes. For um, me, all yeah. of them were really good. And the fact that how they started the film in the Mascara, and how that scene goes, 
I mean, I watched uh, that scene at least three times more. The build up Just was to, the build up was yeah, great. The three times I watched that scene of how they kind of get the mother box out of Steppenwolf's hands until they lose. And in this version, you actually see them try. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't just easily yes. take them. Yes, <laughs> and that was amazing. And because yeah. there was a lot of sacrifice in it, that you would see like these uh, these women are like they're warriors. It makes perfect sense that they are in this. You can see it, them trying, and then the the loss that they go through is is uh, in my head tremendous. So it's like wow, it's like I see that, and then I see dark side, and I see this person, not person, whatever the hell he is, just be a behemoth, a beast of a, that of, whole, a of a thing. That whole scene, the Age of Heroes, was oh. just really well done. It was just really well done. It was. Yeah. Oh, you finally see Zeus and Ares. Kind yeah, of like yeah. And do some stuff. David, the lantern comes David in. David Lewis some, like makes a cameo stuff. in this oh, movie. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed that those scenes as well. This was like a rewatch thing for me as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, but there are a couple of worse moments as well. So there's even <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially like there's this aspect of the Age of Heroes thing because in that flashback. He knew where anti life was, dark side. Anti-life. Yeah, yeah, anti life equation. What a, <laughs> he's what, like, the, he's what, like the way he said is like best. Yeah, that's a really, yeah, it's a really stupid name, the anti life equation. Yeah, it's, it's really dumb, but yeah, it's like he finds in the age of heroes, but like in that flashback for the age of heroes, but then like when it comes to years and years later. Darkseid just forgets anti-life. Yeah, yeah, he just he just forgets that there was an anti-life equation on Earth. Oh. And and like Steppenwolf had to remind him. Interesting. Like how could you forget that the equation that would make you rule the universe was on Earth? Like, now he knows. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, ah. Yeah, thanks I, for the reminder. Yeah, Steppenwolf. I, I know. All of a sudden, you're important again. <laughs> and Darkseid at the end, he goes. Anti-life is found, Desaad. I'm like, what? <laughs> you found it just like three hours ago. <laughs> wow. It's like, how did you find it? Don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I just it did. was so, such a weird choice. I just did. <laughs> like, it just feels so convenient. Like, they don't even give an explanation. He just, he just happens to just forget yeah. that the equation he's been looking for for like hundreds of thousands of years is just yeah. there. Yeah. And, and also, I think one of the weird moments, I think, for me in the film was... Um, I think uh, so we're getting into like the bad yeah movies. it's yeah, like yeah. right now it's like I'm I'm like now thinking and it's it's for me it's like weirdly I feel like um, the exposition part the Wonder Woman with Batman okay they they did it much better with the with the dark side scenes in the in that you know the age of hero scenes that was great but Going back, how Wonder Woman kind of starts and kind of does the expo- uh, exposition with Batman. Um, no, it's like, you know, it's like filmmaking mistakes uh, 101. It's where it's like, yeah, it's, it's exposition only. It's like if those scenes were not there, I think it would be like yeah, and, and that's boring kind of, as hell. Yeah, and that's kind of an issue that DC has. Like, and that's sort of a main example of the Rush storytelling. They just don't have time to gradually build up Yeah, they don't do stories. it the gradual way. They do it like... Because, yeah. like, when you get you to go. Avengers or, like, let's say um, 
the or like Infinity yeah or like Infinity War, you don't need them to explain to you the Infinity Stones because you already know what they are. Yeah. And the only time that it's explained in the movie is only when it's briefly explained I to think, the characters. I think it's because Marvel just had a lot more films to do this with, and so. And they knew what to do, uh, but like in Warner Brothers just went on this finish line yeah like they, they tried they to jumped, run they jumped a few yeah. lines for sure and now they're facing yeah. <laughs> some issues and that was just it. like a huge issue where just like entire minutes of like full on exposition That's jump That's but true. like if we're gonna talk about negatives I think that just a huge negative of mine is just like there's a lot of scenes where just they last too long cause I think this movie even though it's four hours I think it's just too long for mm. what it is. I think half hour could have been cut. Yeah, I think this movie could have been three hour 15, three hour 30 yeah. max because yeah. like there's a lot of scenes where like they just take super long to build up to. I guess like, he just like used yeah, every single Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he had the opportunity and Snyder was like I'm gonna just yeah. use all of it. And that's what I meant when like he just tried to shove everything in there yeah, because, because he, weird. I, th- I guess he knew that you know WB would not go with Snyderverse of course after he this. Would. He knew. Yeah, of course. And he so would. it was like, this is my last and final chance. You don't get a lot of these chances, so better make the best of it and better do it the way I wanted to. Yeah, but still, it's kind of like I kind of wish he just did that, but not sacrifice. Like, yeah. Just the integrity of it. Like, there's just this whole scene that takes like a few minutes where his mom has mm. to take the arrow and like shoot oh, it all yeah. the way to thing. And I'm yeah. like, why do are we spending? this much time mm. watching this happen or like even the scene with the flash when he's saving iris like even though it looks cool mm. story-wise like it's just a lot of setup and no payoff yeah. like the stuff with iris like wh- what is the payoff in that but more than that if you talk about these kind of characters like iris west you also see lois had nothing to do at all except grief for superman so <laughs> like always, i was like a waste i don't, waste I don't, of a character. I don't yeah i don't get why Zack snyder loves lois lane so much like he includes her so much there's no need all of his in yeah there's no need in this one particularly no need yeah and she's boring as hell she is <laughs> all a, you do yeah. all she is doing is grieving she even has like i think the most bizarre scene in the movie in my opinion where like lois and clark's mom are oh. talking and then suddenly she steps out yeah and she turned and like it's martian manhunter it's not and martha yeah and i that was, was just so bizarre i was it was bizarre but it was a way to kind of bring in martian manhunter which actually again i i kind of um i'm i'm 50 50 on that i'm like not totally happy with it but not totally sad with them like okay it's an addition they want to do that it's like they might have plans i don't know what but um okay it's like a way to do it i was taking this world okay okay so it's like yeah it is what it is so it's like that's also like conflicted that's the conflicted word i'd use of yours oh no honestly i just look at it and i'm like what 
the hell is he doing here? <laughs> like, yeah, you're no not... Idea. Like, they could easily just do what they did in this movie with, like, Cyborg and just shove it in, like, another yeah, movie. I, I guess they just wanted to, like, oh, we just need to... Yeah, yeah, like, even, even in the end of the this. movie, like, Batman, of all people, just sees this Martian pop up in his house. Yeah. And he's like, sure, we can use the help. Sure, sure we can use uh, the Come help. on. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm used to a lot of crazy yeah, shit anyway. I'll see, I'll so see you at work tomorrow. And I'm like, how do you know if he's gonna do it? Like, aren't you yeah. the most paranoid guy? on the planet yeah, so I'm like, like you okay. almost killed Superman because you were paranoid he was gonna yeah. kill me and now when this guy comes in he's like yeah sure we can use help yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. it's so yeah, odd sure. it's like there's a lot of weird choices like I seriously don't get like why Martian Manfred needs to be and he even looks awful like visual yeah, effects I wise I don't particularly he, like he does not much. look believable at all like it just looks so off I, I wish they went like a bit more um, like prosthetics yeah yeah that's i think the only cgi way, the, yeah. the heck out of him i think that's the only way you can go about doing martian manhunter like is going prosthetic because like the the visual effects is awful like even when he's talking martian manhunter like you mm. don't feel like as if it's sinking i think i think it was one of those last decisions one of those last moments like yeah they just like okay we just gotta get this done we don't have enough budget or time now everything's yeah. gone into the reshoots so this is like the the last reshoot that we don't have much for so it's like and I it's, guess yeah and it's like the yeah. iris scene like and, and the scene was like just so weird too like the music choice and like when he just drops I think that's saber. you know like even the Aquaman scene of him going back into the water in the start of the film and like you have this music behind I particularly like that song behind that scene but not particularly in the Iris West uh, Flash scene I like that scene with Aquaman yeah like which one you're talking about I, I thought that was good and it kind of was a clever way of incorporating glad, who I'm, he is I am the... so glad they removed that stupid joke I heard you can talk to fish <laughs> I mean yeah I mean there's there's I'm a like lot of so glad that got there, there's a lot of really odd jokes in the previous but do you cut. see this now that most of what we didn't even use that we considered were the good parts that was Snyder's yeah like there's a, there's even like that's kind of also a double sided coin because there's a lot of moments that that fan base Snyder fan base was like, oh no, that's that's Whedon's, that's not Snyder's. Yeah. But yeah. then when you watch Snyder cut, you're like, oh, that's Snyder's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you realize the good stuff was also his. like when Gal Gadot just goes, Kalel, no. Oh. oh. That was, like people were like, oh, that's Whedon, that's Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. And then no, it was Snyder's uh, all it's along. Like, yeah, but most of the time it was like you know the the good stuff that I liked was Snyder. So I was like, okay, I'm happy to see that here. <laughs> so yeah, like other than that, yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, overall, let's kind of conclude this. Since where are we yeah. going today? We're going to that Nural Real uh, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, today. So, also, yeah. Yeah, also, like, just before we kind of harken back to it, like, um, like just to give overall, like, final thoughts. Final, about final thoughts. Thing. Yeah, about these final, final thoughts. And maybe a rating, if you, mm. if you would want to. Um... I think that the Snyder Cut is very ambitious in what it tries to do. And there's definitely a lot of cool moments with the action. Mm. And there's some cute character moments here and there. And um, Cyborg had some good scenes, I think. I don't mm. think he was like a like a really good character. Like, I thought he was... I think he was the heart of the film. Yeah, yeah sure. he was the heart of the film. And I thought he was like... Like in the end, I thought he was overall like fine but like i mm. you know i think he had some good scenes you know mm. 
except for the one where like he gives money to like that girl on the street. I think that was nice. Because I because yeah, yeah nice. it, no no no, it was nice, it but was like the human the, part of him. But unfortunately, the IRS will be coming for her in a week's time. Yeah, well, that's also true. <laughs> I I guess he might have like deleted the email that the IRS yeah, gets. Yeah, that the so I- it's like I think then then he w- they would not have the issue. He can delete the emails. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 but yeah, no, I think overall like it's a very ambitious film and he definitely wanted to go for that kind of Lord of the Rings esque mm. kind of movie. And there's definitely some good moments, some bad and there's one last moment I mm-hmm. forgot to ask you about mm-hmm. the movie. Like this is kind of a question I've been waiting mm-hmm. to ask you. Yeah. Um what did you think about the epilogue part of the movie? Ah. Because that that was the chunk of the movie where like most of it, ninety percent, was the that, newly shot scene. Now that's where like I have like let me kind of give my conclusion and then let's go on to end it with the way the film ended. Yeah. And and so in my head right now the conclusion to me at least is. Uh, also mentioning something that I really liked that I should have mentioned in the best moments uh, part was I really liked the father and the son dynamics in this with uh, and it's not just one way it's both ways it's Flash and his father and it's Cyborg and his father and so you see both of those especially the moment where Cyborg goes in and he's in the front with everyone with the mother box in the the lab and then you know his father is like suddenly says oh it's it's not a false alarm it's like real it's like yeah because he sees that his son is in the front and it's like that moment was so powerful and was so good and was so like I trust you and I believed in you and you're finally like you're you're on the road to to that what I had envisioned about you. Uh, the reason why then his father like gives his own life for just uh, that they find the mother box on earth it was just really something and and along with that like with the conclusion i would say is i feel very happy with what snyder got was a second chance i felt it was a much better than whedon's in every way i felt a lot had been redeemed some small stuff here and there yes but which which film does not have it? Every film has it. It's just the ratio of the good and bad that you have to kind of see. And in my head right now, the ratio was just for me so good that I can let go of a little bit of those uh, shortcomings. And along with the fact that the epilogue, that where I would say is, in my head right now, the way the reshoots happened really was, I felt really nice about seeing that. I felt like, wow alternate universe version of everything if everything went to shit and actually in the storyboards that was supposed to happen like in the future movies that's why he included it in there is because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to show that I loved how like Mira had the the water gallons how Flash kind of like his suit was different his look was aged a bit Um, Cyborg was pretty much the same and I felt like that was just lack of time. They couldn't get him to... Also, him. like, this, the cinematography in the epilogue felt so restricted. It's because I felt like, okay, if you're given a very short amount of time to do it, I think that's how... Like, you even done. see, like, how he's using these close-ups yeah. and they're out and, of focus. And then, and then the Joker scene. And then the Joker scene. Look, honestly, this was the scene that I've been looking forward to 
the whole movie. Were you satisfied? Waiting. Were you satisfied? Satisfied? Honestly, like I was, I was satisfied in a very ironic way. Like I thought it was very funny. The scene uh, between him and Batman. I loved how he bashed him. Like it's just like the way he insulted him in some ways and kind of got under his skin to the point that when you heard Batman say that when Harley Quinn was dying and like she said to me to when I kill you and I will uh, do it slowly it's just it's and, so oh, weird wow. and out, it felt yeah. like for me it was like that for me that's Batman for me Batman is always on the edge for me it feels like he's someone who does have this this uh, this like dog off a leash type concept which like he's constantly trying to tug back and this dog is trying to just kill everyone and he's like he has this this psychotic rage in him that is being controlled in some ways through certain ways that he does and it's like you never know when this guy's gonna snap and it's like you just maybe want to see him like the long halloween type concept yeah. in batman so it's like in my head right now it feels like that moment i got with batman was like i just wanted that for so long again i think i got a little bit of that in nolan not much though i get that with ben affleck's batman no uh, i think just, in this scene yeah i think that yeah. scene like especially when batman goes don't get me don't get me wrong i will fuck kill you yeah, so i was like, i was like like see that's where like i think we're kind of different mm-hmm. like when i hear batman utter those words yeah. i'm like no yeah <laughs> i i i just like i i get the setting mm. But I just really think Zack Snyder, like, especially looking at that scene and, like, the way that they just have this pissing contest yeah, between each other. Yeah. Like, I just look at it and I'm like, Zack Snyder doesn't really get, yeah. I think, the conflict between Batman and the mm. Joker because that's not really where the heart mm. comes from. And and just the dialogue that was written for that scene, it was just really I think that's the thing. Weird. Once you saw Heath Ledger's Joker and Batman, uh, Christian Bale's Batman... You see that dynamic, that dynamic between the Batman and the Joker was the best that has ever been done so far for me. Like right now, Heath Ledger's Joker and Christian Bale's Batman had the best like duo dynamic of like yin and yang and and the concept of why they both exist uh, because they feed off each other. And so it's like that was really well done in the Batman circle. But if you see this dynamic, this dynamic is not as good for sure, but... Um, but also given the fact they did not have a proper full film to kind of develop it either. Yeah, and that's another yeah. issue. That so yeah, is. because of that, they don't, you can you can give them the benefit of the doubt that they would not have it here. But this scene, if you just look at it from standalone, not look at what happened before or after, and just look at that scene right now, I just love the fact that Joker just was trying to get under his skin the point he knew at that time yeah, it makes the, sense that's the joker bruce yeah. bruce truce bruce <laughs> and the way he just kind of like just like and the best line in all those dialogues there's just a lot of them like how many times would you how many dead eyes would you stare at until you die in yeah. yourself and he's like i've always been dead and 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 along with the fact that when he says and if you rip the card uh, then we can have all this discussion about why did you send a boy wonder to do a man's job? And I was like, 
Whoa. Whoa. That, that, that was, is, that's the way that, that, that line, that line, when I heard and the way it, the like, focus just goes. Yeah. To yeah. That, that line, when I heard, I'm like, that was, yeah, that was a pretty yes. good line. And, and the fact that, uh, I don't know if you, if you like felt, but it felt for a second that Joker was Robin. I don't know. There's even like the there's there a is cut, speculation. There's a cut I don't monologue know. too. Like they released yesterday, like this monologue where he was like he finally says the line that everyone's waiting for. We yeah, live we live in a society, society. and it was a, it was a pretty, pretty. And then he just good says, which one, which one? Which one screamed? Though. Which one screamed harder, yeah. the girl or yeah. the boy? And it's I not was, in the cut yeah. though. It's like in yeah, the, I don't know the, why. Because like instead yeah. of instead of like the long awkward silence between yeah. them that went on for way too long, they could just put that in. Like I don't I don't get why. But like that, them. when when he uh, when he says it to do a match job, and suddenly the the focus gets back on his face, I feel like, oh, are they implying that this guy might be Batman based on a lot of rumors as well? Like it's just like, is this a hidden secret somewhere that this guy is a Rob is Robin the the one that got away the one no 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 i don't i don't i don't think so like, either but i, I just wanted to like stretch. wish yeah, yeah, yeah i wanted to wish i, th- that I, th- that I think that's true. like such uh, it's a huge stretch but no 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 like it's i, I think... would personally love to watch like any scene or any film anywhere where they might i think what they should speculated. have done was just make a live action adaptation for death in the family yes which is like the scene the the movie where you know, Robin dies in the hands yes. of the Joker and then he becomes whatever. Like, I yeah. think they should have done that and then move on to Batman versus yes. Superman. Because that, then that you have be the good. context in your good. head and that you can have good. the yeah. investment. Yeah. You know, I think they should have done that. And I don't know why they didn't because Batman, a Batman movie would make Studios. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a Batman movie would make a lot of money though, it regardless. Would. It would. You know? And just like in that epilogue scene, like, I'm kind of... Because, see, I like Joker's lines, mm. but I really hate Batman's lines. Oh, it's kind yeah. of like that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, he, I think Jared... Look, I think his Joker here is better, better. better than... Better. Yeah, yeah. I think his Joker here is better than his Suicide Squad Much counterpart. Better. Like, Much I better. enjoyed his performance in this Much film. Better. But I do think his... But I hate his stupid laugh. I really uh, cannot yeah, stand his fucking laugh. Uh, you just have to deal with it now. Like, his, just, his laugh is just so weird. Like, I don't know why would he even use that. It's even, like, yeah. just it's so weird and annoying and off-putting and distracting. Yeah. Like, when hearing it, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I think just overall, I thought what we had I thought like just the movie like despite its shortcomings and despite the good things about it like there's definitely stuff to appreciate there's definitely stuff to just go blech yeah but I think overall I just I just don't think it worked for me enough to call Mm. it a good movie I'm happy that Zach got what he wanted and I Mm. hope that this goes as an example for other artists to show studios in the future, mm. if they ever want their true vision to be realized. Yeah. Um, but I think just overall, this film can really work for me on an emotional level. Mm. I guess you could say it on an investment mm. level. Like, not, like, I can forgive when a superhero movie doesn't really make much sense or whatever. Or just like when it's just, you know, very... 
Like, there's a lot of aspects of it that don't work. But mm. at least let me believe in the characters. Let me yeah. believe in, like, the characters that I'm watching, that I'm supposed to be following their journey. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. So, like, I like I think right now I'm at a two and a half out oh. of five. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think for, me, it's, for me, it's more 3.9 out of five. So... Okay. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I would be somewhere around there. But yeah, like, I mean, hey, Aziz, it's been nice, man. It's been nice with you to kind of like do this uh, very unscripted, unplanned. I just, we kind of like just made, we talked and we kind of yeah, like, okay, like, let's the way, just do like, it. Like we, we literally talked about this overnight. We yeah. were like, yeah, let's do the podcast. Yeah, okay, and then sure. we're like, okay, here we are. So I'm, I'm glad the way we did it. And like, I think whoever's like been lucky enough to listen till the end here i don't know how many will reach to this point but if someone has i mean expect that i think we're going to be talking a lot about about classic films a lot about previous films the the ones that we have a lot of opinions about and also the fact that as new films come along we'll definitely gather more time and kind of like set aside for something to talk like this true so yeah man looking forward to have you ahead as well now so it's it's been nice right. it's been nice. happy to be here thank you thank you and uh thank you everyone for listening i mean not easy to listen till till the end i know uh social media distractions and all but um yeah thanks for listening till here and catch you guys in the next one see ya take care